Caleb, are you ready to turn this into like a football or a NASCAR podcast? Or are we just going to put off recording, you know, the rest of the season? Yeah, I mean, I think the season's pretty much wrapped up at this point. I mean, it will be next week for sure. Bearing anything crazy happens. And kind of that's what we've seen at this practice one and practice two is Max doesn't seem to be doing great. Red Bull doesn't seem to be doing great. And Ferrari does. Well, it is Friday. We just finished kind of catching up on practice, free practice one and two. I'm Ross joined with Caleb and uh, it's formula breakdown and it is getting ready for round 16 of what is now a foregone conclusion. (laughs) We tried to take this podcast yesterday. We just couldn't really find the rhythm. So we're trying again. And yeah, seeing free practice definitely helped me. I think get a little bit more excited. This is a fun street track and it was kind of a blast last season when we get to see it, of course, weather and people's cars kind of starting to reach their limit as far as parts and stuff going help and i'm hoping for an entertaining race this weekend where we have to dip back into all of the sprint weekends again yeah we have we have three of those almost back to back to back so it's gonna be gonna be fun oh my God. I'm so tired. I'm so tired yeah. just hearing it. Listen, like, there's fun moments from the sprint weekends, and I'm not fully against them. It's just so much to cover, and I never I never feel like I leave sprint weekend feeling like I can distinctly remember when everything happened between a race and a sprint Yeah, I always race. get them confused, and now it seems like it's still a work in progress, and we're changing the schedule for the sprint race next year, and probably the year after that. We'll eventually hit on something that's good. It's confusing as a fan, and then it's confusing even more when you're trying to take notes and remember what happened Friday and Saturday and Sunday and this race really meant nothing when this one actually did matter so it's hard to keep track of it just really reeks of like some old guys sitting around in a boardroom like how can we milk this cow a little bit more but we'll have plenty of time to talk about that um speaking of changes for the next weekend Caleb you mentioned that new tire allocation that we've seen in a few qualifying sessions tested this year is going to be fully implemented in 2024 I'm not sure how much you were able to confirm that but talk me through that a little bit so the fia and pirelli have come to an agreement now that the whole tire allocation thing actually worked out pretty well they did a test during the hungarian grand prix and also at monza so i think me and you both kind of enjoyed it i think a lot of fans probably didn't even maybe even notice that it was going on especially if you're kind of a fairweather fan and don't really pay attention to what all is going on probably wouldn't even have noticed but pirelli said you know over the span of a whole race season season that they're going to save up to 3,500 racing tires. Now, yeah, that's going to vary if they have wet weather qualifying and stuff like that. They're not going to have tire allocations for those weekends, of course. But during the normal race weekends, when it's dry, we'll have hards on Q1. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, hards during Q1, mediums during Q2, and the fast tires, the reds on Q3. So I like this change. I think it makes sense. I don't think qualifying had any ill effect because of this. And I think me and you both agree with that. So I'm all for it. Yeah, it really ramped up the pace of of qualifying for me. And it threw another element of surprise. It's because really, it's also changing the lap times as well. So it's not like Max can get out there and lay down a 133 every single qualifying session. It's going to change. And so that adds another element of strategy. Yeah, and some cars are good on the mediums and some cars are good on the reds. I mean, we've seen that where higher degradation kind of 
changes from car to car. So I think it does mix up things during qualifying. And obviously the drivers that are complaining about this are usually the ones who are up front with the reds and they don't want to see this change. But, you know, other people are like, hey, this is great. This is working out good. So it's making practice a little bit harder because they're not able to just do a qualifying practice. They have to practice on all three tires to try and figure this thing out. But I, I think it stresses the teams out in a good way. I think we get to see a little bit more competition. And I think it just complements the race more as well. You, there's a rule in the race. You have to use at least two different compounds. Why would you not make qualifying rule to use more than one yeah. compound as well? So I think it makes sense. And I hope it's something they uh, implement and keep because I do think it, it opens up opportunities to get other teams up the field a little bit faster. Something else that could help some other teams move up the field is the new track layout, uh, which we're seeing here in Singapore for the first time. I think it's sector three three looking a lot faster picking out a lot of those you wouldn't call them chicanes caleb i don't know if they're necessarily curves either what would you even describe these as yeah they're just yeah this is ross's amateurness showing you know his two years of experience it's not really a chicane hey fun fact ross thought a chicane was a fucking wall before he started watching f1 so we've come up well a lot of times there was a wall right <laughs> next to it and they're speaking french i didn't know what they were fucking talking <laughs> so we, about like, we've come along that must be french for barrier or something <laughs> come a long ways since uh, the whole chicane word anyways <laughs> does chicane sound anything like small turn to you like the, what word would i just thought it's french for like barrier or something <laughs> I mean, it's or like curved wall i don't know i don't know man i haven't seen enough french words or whatever that freaking is to know the difference but anyways yeah much faster sector three this year which you would think i don't know that almost looks like it's gonna be in i think there was some talk of that being a new drs zone but it kind of got poo-pooed yeah they wanted four drs zones some of the drivers are wanting so that's a, that's that's Crazy. a lot easy just just skip it and give it to red bull if you add a fourth drs yeah no joke that's that's red bull's race for sure it's like let's just make the whole lap a drs zone and see what red bull does i do think it looks quicker but there's no way that's 10 seconds quicker than like the last time they were here which i think was 2019 or no they raced here last year but before that it was 2019 i'm sorry hey back on the chicane thing so it is a french word it's a verb okay see, it's derived okay, I knew that at least I knew that. I don't know how to pronounce this, but it's chicane with an R at the end of it. So chicaner, which means to create difficulties. So yeah, if you put a little kink in a straightaway, it's going to create difficulties. So it's a it's the correct word, but it doesn't mean wall. So anyways, we can go back to the other conversation. <laughs> I didn't think it meant wall. I thought it meant barrier or something like an, obst an obstruction. I didn't think it meant W-A-L-L, -L, just for the record. I'm going to punch you in the mouth. It kid. also means to dispute pointlessly, and I think that's what we're doing. So... <laughs> What's French for shut the fuck up? Uh, give, me, give me a second. I'll Google it while you're talking. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Anyway, I'm, I'm digging the layout a lot more, honestly, for Singapore. Not that I necessarily hated the one before, but this just looks a lot more natural. And um, you still have slow bits that are going to be challenging for those cars that have more straight line speed. And I think that'll make it for a more interesting race. It was mentioned during free practice, like this is the most level playing field we'll have with the Red Bulls for the rest of the season and kind of might be our best chance for a surprise result and that's hard to argue with yeah after seeing practice one and practice two and both the red bulls kind of complaining now granted we've seen red bull complaining almost on every single track this year and then they come out and qualifying and just beat the shit out of everybody else but i kind of think we may see something different here this week i hope we see something a little different here this week and it's kind of looking that way especially if some lizards 
hop on the track some more. Maybe get some, you know, some bananas or maybe somebody can get some mushrooms and go to the front. Possibly. I, I, I don't know what, what to expect really because, you know, last year it was such a wet race and you saw Max start lined up eighth. And this is in the rain, mind you, and he ended up finishing seventh. But I don't think a lot of us remember the fact that at one point, he was climbing the order and had nearly made his way to the front. At one point, he's, that was yeah, in the he rain. Spun, didn't he he locked up, up yeah, really yeah. bad. I think he was. I think he was racing. I think he was like wheel to wheel with Hamilton. I can't remember. They were in the mix near yeah. the front, and I think this was near a restart or I something. It was Russell. I need to go back and rewatch that race. That was a fun race. Yeah, and it could. It honestly could have been no, because Russell had contact. With, oh, that's right. Russell like was at the very back. He had like contact with somebody, so it was definitely Hamilton. But he locked up and he went into the runoff area, finished seventh point being um if max can climb the order in a rain race at singapore that's not nearly as fast as this track's gonna be then i don't think he'll have a problem climbing the order here like there's plenty of room to really yeah. get around at certain it sections. was the other british driver norris is battling for fourth place and locked him up oh, we're okay. close you know sorry british driver you know chicane whatever it's just a lewis chicane. george we were gonna get to russell <laughs> or, or we were gonna get to norris eventually albon see uh, albon's british too he, they don't give him they any don't. credit yeah, well... The Thai British driver. Anyways. Yeah, also, like, they're claiming this lap is so much quicker, and I'm calling bullcrap on that because I, I'm sitting here looking at Charles Leclerc's qualifying time in a Ferrari from 2019, and he, he had a track best of, like, 136 or something like that, um, and then the, the laps we were seeing on the sauce today were 133. But it's a three-second difference, and they're saying it's, like, a 10-second difference. So either that lap from a few years ago was just insane, or maybe they're full of crap. I hate it when you fact check me and just leave me in silence. I'm still fact checking your ass. <laughs> Why are you fact checking me? Well, I was just trying to look at. Uh... I feel like I vaguely remember something about Leclerc having like an insane qualifying lap here. In uh, 2019. It was. It was. So it was. It was dry. So there is a 10 second difference. I'll be honest. I just read the Wikipedia article. It said qualifying began under wet conditions. Yeah, but I'm comparing practice to practice. I'm not comparing to qualifying. You're you're comparing this year's practice to last year's qualifying, which was wet. I'm comparing last year's practice, which was dry, to this year's practice, which was dry. And there is a 10 second gap. Okay. Come at me. I, can, I mean, whatever. I really, I don't know I, what, you're, then why the why are the times are so low from qualifying in 2019. This is a different car. Different different regulations, Ross. So the cars were faster in 2019. Oh, they could have been. I guess I'll just have to buy that. I mean, Sebastian Vettel won sure. the fucking race in 2019. That's how long ago it was. That's true. Probably one of the last races he won. Okay. Well, this is great. <laughs> this is a great conversation. We, we really look like we got our shit together today, for I sure. I hope this is you. Um, <laughs> Anyway, I think this is going to be a good weekend. Honestly, I, I liked Singapore a lot last year. It's a fun layout. I love a night race. Something about the mood. It, it feels like a championship fight. And I'm glad we have another one later on in the year as well. Saudi. Caleb, I, I literally, I'm so thrown off by our <laughs> conversation today. Do you have any thoughts about this before we get into like predictions? Well, I do think that this year's race will probably be about 10 seconds faster than last year's race. If, if I'm looking at stats. God. Um. No, I'm excited about this race. I think this race will actually show us a lot of what Las Vegas might look like this year. Granted, Las Vegas has a runway for a straightaway, like the runway from Fast and Furious 6, I think, whichever one it was. The really long runway. Anyways, that's how long that straightaway is, and that's just going to open the door up for Red Bull in Las Vegas. But I think Singapore, I like it because I feel like it's a good mix between Azerbaijan, with the tight corners. We also get like some Monaco 
with it just being a street race, really. I think any street race is going to be compared to Monaco just because it's so iconic. But I like Singapore. It's kind of got a little bit of everything. And also the, the weather is kind of unpredictable. We might get some rain this year as well. I've heard some murmurs about that. So I have a feeling this is going to be a pretty interesting weekend. At least I hope. And McLaren's brought some badass upgrades, it seems like. So who knows what's going to happen this year? How many laps do you think Logan Sargent will complete? I think he starts from the pits and he finishes... Uh, let's let's do let's let's do like twenty laps. Marina Bay is not for the rookies, man. Uh, no, we've we've seen it's that not. in the past. Even tripped up George Russell last year, who was a pretty reliable hand at getting his car over the finish line, and a few others gave trouble as well. Yeah, I think I think Sergeant maybe gets a little over halfway, possibly. It depends on. And this is a long race too. Yeah, it's not a quick lap, you know. It's a two-hour long race. It's not short, and it's hot in yep. Singapore. Humid, muggy. Yep. And you've really got to follow close around the corners if you want to stick with people and get around them, which, I mean, that's the goal of the race is to get around some folks. Man, who do you see taking the fastest lap on Saturday? So I think Leclerc is going to get a pole on Saturday. I'm just not seeing what I need to see out of the Red Bulls to confidently say, hey, they're going to put it together in the next 12 hours or however much more time we have until qualifying. The Ferraris look like they have some momentum coming from Monza and they've carried it. And it just seems like Red Bulls are kind kind of just tripping up over themselves a little bit so i think leclerc gets pole and then as for lining up outside of him i'm gonna put verstappen let's just have an exciting qualifying let's have ferrari and verstappen battling it out for pole and um for p3 let's put lando at p3 so for me i'm gonna pick the other guy in the red jumpsuit i'm picking carlos Sainz for his second pole position in a row no offense to leclerc leclerc does look mega fast around here all the time but i think carlos is looking really hooked up as well both of them look great so it's really putting a damper on my parade for seeing the mclarens kind of their little resurgent was a little shorter lived than i had hoped but it's not bad to see the ferraris doing well either i don't think Carlos is going to win the race, though. My podium is actually crazy, but I think Leclerc is going to win the race, followed by either Max or Sainz or Sainz or Max. So I think two Ferraris on the podium and most likely Verstappen, barring some crazy mechanical failure. Are you going to ask me my race podium? Did you not just give your race podium? Was that... We, okay, no, excuse me. Was, sorry, you, you just start my... naming names. And honestly, at this point in the recording, I'm like, okay, he's talking about his podium. So you just gave me like the first two rows of the grid. No, I told you, yes, I gave I you didn't first, ask second, that. and third. Well, that's this what is, I gave you. This is like you. when you get the bonus fries in the bag. Those are great. I'm disappointed <laughs> when I don't get bonus Thanks fries. Thanks for the bonus fries, Caleb. Everybody. Well, then, okay, I, I'm not giving people my first two lines of the grid. Like, that's. Okay. Uh, it was all first right, right, two and a half. It was Hold on, one and I'll a half. Moderate. Caleb, who do you see landing on the podium on Sunday? Well, that's a great transition. So since I didn't, you know, tell you about this driver, because he's actually lining up before, <laughs> I- I'm going to see that Sergio Perez gets a win here two years in a row. I think he can do it. I think the Red Bull might be able to figure something out. I don't have confidence in Ferrari's pit strategy. I think they're going to fuck something up. Something bad's going to happen somewhere, somehow, or they're going to have to replace an engine at some point. Parts are getting scarce around the F1 garage and there's some penalties coming up sooner or later. So, and Ferrari has used up a lot of them. So I think Sergio is going to get P1, put Max P2 and 
put Lando on the podium in P3. No Ferraris. Ferraris don't get a good day on Sunday. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, then. I gave them Saturday. Uh, that's mighty nice of you. My predictions make no fucking sense because I came in here with zero knowledge of what the fuck I'm going to even guess. But I do think Perez has a good shot at it. He's been good at the street courses this year and i think he can uh win another one i mean that would cement the fact that well his little street race moniker is not just bullcrap pr i mean that would really demonstrate like his skill at it but that would mean he'd have to have a good qualifying which he has just not had lately really um he's doing a little bit better in the more recent races but not where he should be i mean as marco said he's from south america so he doesn't know how to drive i guess we should whatever have the dri- fuck that's supposed i can't believe to mean. this episode where we thought we wouldn't have anything to talk about is going to be this long i'm we're not talking about marco just so everybody who might have made it this far into the recording understands like i don't think that guy's worth news i've been saying this for months now because every week i have to see his stupid face on twitter he says some of the most ignorant shit. I'd say this is like the top of the staircase of the ignorant crap that he has said this year. And I'm sick of him. To the point where the FIA may get involved in this because he's... He's ignorant. He's scraping on he's the line of racism news. right now. Just a bit. I have his name muted on Twitter. I have... It's like the only thing I have muted on Twitter is Helmet Marco. And somehow he still pops up on my feed all the time. So thanks, Elon. But I think he's not worth time. I think they need to find him a nice rocking chair, face in the sun, and sit him in it and disappear. He's just that old man that just says wild shit. Eddie's a public uh, figure uh, in F1. I mean, insert any grandpa. They would say some wild shit. They just do. They don't have any filters. It's literally and like this guy's got a fucking microphone, a microphone to talk to the world. I, I don't care. You know, go away. Yes. Anyways. Um, yeah, round 16. Looking like a good one, man. Any final thoughts before we wrap this sucker up? I hate when you ask me that. Okay, never mind. Fuck it. Hey, Caleb, thanks for joining me for this episode. And thank you guys for listening. If you like what you heard here, uh, check us out wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want to see more content like that, you can see us on YouTube at Formula Breakdown. And we'll see you guys next time.